0: Welcome to Teach Musically, the studio music teacher's resource for business and pedagogy
1: solutions. My name is Michelle. And I'm Leanne. Today's podcast is all about how to build a studio policy. A studio policy is a document that you will distribute to all of your clients that lists all of the rules you've set out for your studio. Policies are essential because they create clear rules and expectations from the beginning of each new client relationship. Your policy will help negate possible conflicts related to payment, makeup lessons, practicing and general conduct in lessons. Overall, a well-written policy can help elevate you as a professional and will help prospective and current students respect your business.
0: Today, we will discuss the main categories that you should include in a studio policy and some things to consider. Keep in mind that every teacher and studio is different. And the beauty of a studio policy is that you can customize it to fit any rules or expectations that you want for your studio. The categories we will discuss today are, number one, payment, how and when you will be paid. Number two, practice and preparation, what do you expect from your students? Number three, makeup lessons, will you offer them? And finally, etiquette, the rules surrounding your property and teaching
1: environment. Let's start off with one of the most important parts of your policy, payment. First, consider how you want to be paid. By cash, credit card, debit, e-transfer? Will there be any fees associated with using a credit card for payment? If so, make sure it is clearly stated in your policy. Second, be sure to list when your payment is due. Will you collect payments on the first of the month, the 10th of the month, or at the first lesson of the month? It doesn't matter which day you choose to make your payments due, but rather it is important simply to have a due date so clients have an incentive to pay on time. Another thing to consider is what will you do if you are not paid on time? Will you have a late fee? How much will that late fee be and at what point will you have to enforce it? Try to think about all of the different scenarios you may encounter or have encountered regarding payment and have a plan for how you will deal with them clearly stated in your policy. Michelle, can you describe your payment policy? What do you do if a student pays late? For my studio, payments are due on a monthly
0: basis by cash, check, or e-transfer for the number of lessons they are attending in that month and in advance by the first lesson. For example, if there are four lessons in May and they are attending all those lessons, then they will pay for four lessons at the beginning of their very first lesson of the month. If they have two or more late payments in one academic term, so for example, from September to December, then they are
1: subject to a $10 late fee. I also charge a late fee of $5 per day. If there's no penalty for paying late, then clients will not have a strong enough incentive to pay by the due date. I agree. Let's go on to our second category you must include
0: in your studio policy. Your expectations for students and parents. Many parents who sign their children up for music lessons have not taken formal music lessons themselves, and thus they may not know what is required in order to make good progress. It is up to us to educate clients on these expectations, and your studio policy is a great place to start. Firstly, you should indicate what you expect your students to do in order to prepare for their lessons. Do you require practice? How much? Some teachers will list the expected amount of practice time by age or level of playing. Secondly, Do you offer recitals or preparation for exams or festivals? Is this something you will make mandatory or optional for students? Be sure you make that expectation clear.
1: You should also include a section for expectations for parents. If you're experienced working with young children, you know that parental support is essential in order for them to succeed in their lessons. Think about how you expect parents to be involved in the lessons. Do parents need to sit in on the lessons? Do they need to sit with their child at home to practice? Make sure parents know what they need to do in order to help their child succeed.
0: Where there is an expectation, there is also a consequence. Like late payments, you should consider what you will do if students or parents do not meet expectations that you have set out. Will you terminate their lessons? Will they go on probation? Leanne, what do you
1: write in this area of your policy? I write that if students continue to not meet expectations after several discussions with the parent that they can be dismissed from my studio. That way, they know that they must work hard to retain their spot in my studio and that I am not interested in teaching students that do not practice and that do not come prepared to lessons. It is a little bit harsh, but it lets parents know that you are a serious teacher with expectations.
0: Let's move on to our third category that you must include in your studio policy. Rules for makeup lessons. Makeup lessons can be a difficult and time-consuming issue for private teachers. A good way to cut down on the amount of makeup requests and extra administrative time dealing with these requests is to have a very clearly laid out policy. First off, will you offer makeup lessons? For most teachers, the answer is somewhere in between a yes and a no, meaning that they will offer them only in certain circumstances. If that is the case for your studio, make sure you clearly list out the scenarios for which you will and will not offer makeup lessons. Additionally, you may want to limit the number of makeup lessons you are willing to offer a student each
1: semester or year. Leanne, can you describe your makeup policy that has worked well for you? Sure. In my makeup policy, I am quite strict, but I also try to give some leeway because I know that sometimes life happens and a student cannot make it to their lesson. First off, I require at least 24 hours notice. Any lesson that is cancelled with less than 24 hours notice will be charged in full with no makeup. Unless, of course, there is some kind of big emergency happening. I also have a list of legitimate and non-legitimate reasons for requesting a makeup. I will only consider a makeup lesson if it falls under the legitimate reasons, which include family emergency, inclement weather, or extreme illness. Some illegitimate reasons for makeup lessons I've listed are birthday parties, field trips, and non-emergency medical appointments. I expect that my students are reserving their weekly time slot for piano only and not choosing to double book themselves in other activities. Finally, I only offer one makeup per term. These rules really help limit the number of requests I get for makeup lessons. I find if I am too lenient, parents will continue to double book and reschedule their lessons when they don't truly need to.
0: Let's continue on to our final category, etiquette. If you are teaching lessons in your home, it is important to have a clear set of rules for how students and parents are allowed to use your space. For example, are there certain areas of your house or property that are off limit to students? Do you expect students to wash their hands or remove their shoes upon their arrival? Think about everything that can happen before and after the lessons that may need to be addressed in the policy. For example, do you have a designated waiting area for students who arrive early to attend their lesson? What will you do if a parent is consistently late picking up their child? These are all things that you will encounter
1: and you should have a plan as to how to deal with them. Aside from your student, consider rules for parents and siblings that may also attend the lesson. Will you allow parents and siblings to sit in on the lessons? If so, be sure to make it clear what you expect from them. For example, you could say that they must keep talking and distractions to a minimum and that they are not allowed to talk on their cell phones during the lesson. This will ensure that the lesson stays productive and the student does not become distracted. The more you teach, the more situations you will encounter that will make you rethink your policy. Michelle, what was one of these situations for you? I let parents and siblings of the students attend lessons as long as they are well-behaved,
0: quiet, and not being distracting. However, I do not allow them to bring markers or pens, as I've had instances where they have accidentally marked up my couch
1: and denied it. If, like myself, you are a teacher that travels to students' homes to teach, there is a whole other set of things to consider for your policy. Firstly, you should have clear expectations for what kind of environment you expect. I have taught in homes where younger siblings were running through the room screaming or the TV was turned on loudly in the same room. I have also dealt with a dog that barked non-stop for the entire lesson. To me, these environments are not conducive to learning so I have set out a list of conditions for what I expect from the environment when I teach in a student's home. I include things such as a quiet environment that is free of distractions. Siblings and pets must be kept out of the room, and there should be proper lighting and adequate space for both the student and teacher to fit comfortably. Another thing I included was that the lesson time starts as soon as I enter the home. This way, students are ready to go as soon as I arrive. I have had instances where I have arrived and the students are taking a nap or outside playing and they take upwards of 10 minutes to get to the piano. If that is what they choose to do, that 10 minutes is time out of their lesson that will not be made up. As you can see, there are so many factors
0: to consider when building your studio policy. Think carefully about each scenario we've discussed today, as well as any other scenarios you may have encountered in your teaching that you want to address. Remember that policy exists to make your life and your teaching as stress-free as possible. Set rules that would help build the studio and the life that you want. We
1: realize that we have given you a lot of information today, and the categories we discussed are only a partial list of what you should include in your policy. If you're feeling overwhelmed, don't worry, we have you covered. If you head over to our website, teachmusically.com, we have created a customizable studio policy template that you can download for your studio. Be sure to check it out. We hope you found this podcast helpful. Is there something you include in your
0: studio policy that we didn't mention today? Let us know in the comments below. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and on our website, teachmusically.com. Until next time, happy teaching!